0: It is another episode of What's Bruin brought to you here in partnership with Black and Gold Productions, LLC, and of course our wonderful partners over at FanDuel. Uh, we already got Mark jumping in the comments. Let's fucking go. Can't wait for this bees, hockey and other puck-related news talk. Mark, you know, open welcome, you're always, or all welcome, open invitation, you're always welcome on the show. But before we get too far, Mike, how you been?
1: Not too bad, man. Um, just a regular normal week for me, just, just working. I've actually been getting to the Red Sox a little bit. There's no other live Boston Sports so I'm tuning into the Sox.
0: Honestly, there's not much else going on, period. I mean, yes, you got the, the NBA finals, but like I mean, when when you consume hockey the way that some of us do, if it ain't hockey, it just ain't the same. Right. I can't I can't watch baseball. There's there's just so much. I mean, I can watch baseball. There's just so much about the Red Sox, though. I used to be a diehard Red Sox fan. I just can't anymore.
1: Yeah, like, it's, it's it's once you get into hockey the way that we get into hockey, it's kind of hard to invest yourself like that into other sports.
0: Well, it, it's not even to that level. It's just the, the way that certain people run some of their businesses sometimes. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> and I know you and I are both on the younger side. So when it comes to the Jacobs family back in the nineties, before the salary cap, I'm sure the same things that bother me about other ownership groups would probably piss me off the same way about the Bruins. Um, So I'm glad I'm kind of after that, but you know, at at this point it's all hockey for me. Uh, Mark says, Mike, with the baseball talk, you went from, (laughs) 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 5.1. Mark,
1: there's nothing. I mean, we can watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, I know, hey, we were both
0: watching golf the other day. That was interesting. You you mentioned the Cup playoffs. The final has started. We are one game in. We are about, well, I'd say 57 57 minutes away from scheduled puck drop. That won't be for about another 90 minutes. So, you know, first and foremost, game one in Vegas, all the – showmanship before the game. What did you think of that?
1: Okay, so me and me and Mel kind of touched on this a little bit on our last Something's Brewing episode. I I like it. Like you have teams we were saying in the league, you can't do that with an original six team, right? They we already have our culture. Teams like the Rangers, Detroit, Montreal, Toronto, name the rest of them, Chicago. They all have their culture, they have their history cemented. They have legacy. But with the newer teams like Vegas, um, like Seattle, they got to do everything they can to kind of bring in that fan base and create a culture because they're starting their fa- foundation now. So, And plus they're in Vegas. It's a show city. What they do to hype their fans up before the game, sure, I know it's a little Disney on ice-like, but, I mean, if it fires up the crowd, it fires up the crowd. And, and it brings a little extra energy into that building, and and I love it.
0: My question is this. Is it going to be the same every time?
1: For for teams like Vegas or for teams like on oh, the for,
0: outside? For Vegas, specifically. Um, mm-hmm. Mark said Dungeons & Dragons crap was a waste of time. Destructible Puck closer to 8. My thing is, and, and yes, they if Puck Drop is at 8, those festivities should start at a pre-scheduled time before 8 o'clock. Yes. If puck Drop should be at 8. 8.10 if you want to, you know have a little bit of televised pomp and circumstance, but if you tell me eight o'clock, unless I'm at the game, that entertainment is for those folks who are at the game. And yes, Mm -hmm. to your point, it's about expanding all that stuff. Fine. Am I upset that they televised it? No. To Mark's point, don't waste my fucking time. You tell me the game starts at eight. I'm going to show up for eight. I'm going to sit down with my food, my beers, my whatever click on the game at eight o'clock and I want to see the puck dropped within 10 minutes. Yes.
1: Yeah. I agree with that.
0: Service. It's on. I don't care if I got to go to my ESPN plus. I don't care if I've got to go to my cable box. I don't care where tell me where and when I showed up, where the fuck were you? You were 10 minutes late. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean,
1: like you said, it's more for the people at the game itself, that experience to kind of generate that excitement and whatever. Like if you're, if you're watching on TV, you're already excited for the game. You're not going to, you know, tune in at eight o'clock to watch the pregame show. You're tuned in at eight o'clock to watch the game.
0: Well, and to your point about the pregame show too, like this game was televised on TNT, true TV, TBS, ESPN, Uh, There were like four or five networks that had this game televised. All right. So if the start, if this show stuff starts at seven 30, televise it on one outlet and then on another outlet, continue to televise the pregame show. So TNT and their crew leave them on fine. That's what they're known for. TNT's pregame show. Yahoo. But if the, if, if you turn over to true TV, then you can watch the pomp and circumstance of the dungeons and dragons crap as Mark is calling it. And, and that's fine. It it's you know it's kind of like the Manning simulcast with Sunday night or with uh, yeah Sunday night football. You know you run it on two different channels. If you want to watch the Manning brothers, you watch it on one. If you want to watch the, the normally scheduled programming analysis, watch it on the other. We have this technology, fucking use it because yeah. you're trying to on the board ads and stuff like that. Which yeah, that even says is it, everybody loves, but we don't. But no. Did you see his pregame interview on TNT? Who's who's pregame interview? Batman when he was sitting next to Gretzky. No, I didn't actually. Oh uh-huh. uh, man! And of course they had to drop the uh, the question about Arizona. So oh no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it was great. It was great. Uh, yeah, Mark's pointing out the game started at eight twenty-two. Like I said, yeah, you I can't do up, that. I showed up at eight. They, it's like being twelve minutes late or twenty-two minutes late, really, for the date. Come on. Yeah, You
1: you can't do that. You can't say a game starts at eight and then start over 20 minutes later. That's just doing a disservice to the people who actually want to watch the game.
0: Uh, Yeah. Especially those who blocked off the time. And let's be real. If the game goes to overtime, second overtime, now they're going to sit there and be like, well, why weren't people watching it at one o'clock in the morning? Well, if the game ended at 1230, because you started it on time, you would have kept the viewership. Right. Yeah. Like, come on. Every minute counts. Anyway, none of that's Bruins related. We can swing it around to the whole Chuck and the Panthers and all that stuff. But you know, it's who are you rooting for based on being a Bruins fan? You know, coming into the
1: series, I was on Florida side Um, right now. I think it's really 50, 50. I I just want to see a good series. Um, Obviously if Florida wins, then us as Bruins fans, we have the benefit of saying that our team lost to the eventual Stanley Cup final winner on the other side, Vegas has Bruce Cassidy, which is a whole thing in itself. Apparently.
0: Well, um, Yeah. It, the, the thing is, is, and we've been talking about it ever since Andrew came on the show. What three weeks ago now, yeah. um, it's just a lazy take to sit so there and lazy. be like, Oh, they should have kept Cassidy because he's in the cup final. Now you don't watch this team enough to be able to say that. If that's your argument, shut the fuck up. Sit yeah. down. That yes. you are literally spewing you know, quote-unquote hot radio takes that yeah. are just there for clickbait. That that's yeah. all you're doing. You're not watching, you're not paying any attention and you want to sound intelligent with a lazy argument. Right,
1: right. You're just you're just complaining and whining because you're trying to find an excuse to to your feelings as to why this season ended. And it's not, it has nothing to do with the Bruins letting go Bruce Cassidy. It has everything to do with Bruce Cassidy's message getting stale and people in that locker room just kind of looking for a new voice. And that happens to every single coach, to every single team. It happens. They say that coaches get hired to be fired for a reason. (laughs) Right. And, and uh,
0: it's not like Bruce Cassidy was a bad coach. It's not like he was going to go to Vegas and have a shitty season. Right. No one on the quote-unquote other side is saying that he was a bad coach, right? And quite frankly, if you look at what Vegas has had over the last couple seasons, they've been through DeBoer, they've been through, you know, um, who I'm trying—I can't even think of all the coaches they've been through. They've been through like a coach a year for the last three or four years. Yeah, (laughs) you know, and it's like if you look at—but if you look at all of the philosophies of the guys they've gone through, Cassidy's like the perfect mesh of all of them, anyway. Yes. Yes. And of course he's going to learn from 2019 and he's going to bring that with him. So, you know, Abby says that was the first time Florida has lost since May, May 10th against the Leafs. Yep. And well, I think, I think a
1: big part of that was their, their break. I think they had over what? 10 days off.
0: Yeah. 10 days. That's a long time. Which, sorry, Mel, I didn't mean to cost you some money over there. Uh, (laughs) mentioned the, the, the FanDuel, um, the, the, the bets and stuff and I there was one it was like plus tw- uh, I think it was plus 2500 yeah. for a three to one Florida win Now obviously anytime you're predicting an exact score it's a long shot yeah. but I looked at that one and I was like, you know what the the Panthers have defied all odds all season long and there was nothing that made any sense on paper to any hockey mind that said that Florida would win game one. Right. But, then, but then you look at it and you go, Kachuk, Montour, and, you know, name one other forward. You know what I mean? Sam Bennett. Barkov, Hill. Bennett, any of those Bennett, Barkov. You, you can get three goals out of there like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, if they get the first one, which they very easily could have done, you know, Bobrovsky, Aiden Hill. If you were to tell me one of them was going to give up five goals, I'm not putting my money on Bob. Right. Not with the way he's playing right now. If if you were
1: going to tell me one of those goalies is going to make a desperation stick
0: save. I would have gone Bobrovsky. Right. So, and and you know what? I think it was Ty Anderson who who made the point this year for this Bruins team to lose to, you know, the Panthers in the first round was going to take some sort of historic effort by Matt Kachuk. And that's what we've seen to this point. And anybody who's counting them out because of this first game Keep in mind what we just mentioned: ten-day layoff. Yeah, they just found their legs again. Like, if you're trying to play some bets tonight, I, you know, going heavy on Florida would be very understandable. Mm-hmm. And and I remember when we were talking about it heading into the playoffs. Which team didn't you want to face? Pittsburgh, Florida, uh, the Islanders. Oh, no, don't want to face Florida. What the hell is that talking about? Yeah. Hey, you know what? I told you, watch out for Bob. If he got hot and then everybody else. So, hey, when you're right, you're right. Hey, I'm I'm (laughs) going to be right on that one for a while. Yeah. So, but Danny has a good question here. What do you think that the team, I I think Danny's talking about the Bruins, will look like going into next season. And it's a great question. It's one that we're all trying to uh, kind of absorb little bits of news each and every day. Um, unfortunately, the Bruins are in a bit of a wait and see approach. Um, but the good also is- Yo, also,
1: also, doesn't help that the salary cap might not even go up by a million dollars next season.
0: I think they're guaranteed the one. The one guaranteed million. one. I think they're guaranteed the one million. They were trying to bump it up to the one point five mark, and that's what what's been being shot down. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Either way, doesn't help out the Bruins.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's. So with the Bruins, they're like I said, they're in a wait and see approach. Other dominoes are falling around them, which is great right now. You just want to sit back. You want to see what other teams are doing, because if you make a move at the wrong time, first of all, we all know what that can do. It, It can set you back forever. So right now we've seen, John Gibson hit the block, the trade block. We've seen Kyle Dubas blow his job in Toronto and then get a whole brand new one in in Pittsburgh, uh, which now raises other questions like, what are they going to do with Tristan Jari? Because if you watch the Kyle Dubas press conference, he wants to continue to build around Crosby, Malkin, Letang, and they want to try to win now. You watch Brad True Living's press conference in Toronto. He wants to, at least on on voice what he says is he wants to build around the core four still he wants to keep them all there what are they gonna do with goaltending and you know like i said john gibson just hit the trade market couldn't make sense for a team like pittsburgh um you know it for boston to just go out and you know shuffle things all around sit back for a little bit sit on your cards. Honestly, you know, yeah, we look at this team going. They need to compete next year. They need to compete this, this next year. First of all, feel the fucking roster. Yeah, yeah, figure that out first. <laughs> feel, the, feel the roster or ice a roster, and see where what direction you need to go. Because a lot of the pieces that people are trying to ship off right now, you know, your your Riley Zborl, DeBrus, Allmark you name them on the roster, someone's trying to ship them out. Mm -hmm. I would say, hold on to 99% of them. Yeah. You have a trade deadline. You can make in-season moves and adjustments. Uh, Let's see. Lance says, if Vegas gives the Panthers a game at home, it could mean trouble for Vegas. Absolutely. Agreed. There's a lot of people who are saying Panthers in six.
1: That's, that's where I was at. I thought initially after the first game or before the first game, Panthers were going to close out in six, but Obviously, it depends on what happens tonight.
0: Right. Uh, Mark says the Bruins will make a playoffs uh, next season, most likely as a wild card, much like we predicted or he predicted last season without McAvoy, Grizz, and Martian. Let's also not forget, as good as this team was, Martian's still coming off the double hip surgery. He's going to be better next year, yeah. you know, unless he just falls off a cliff. Uh, Grizz was coming off of an injury this year. McAvoy was coming off of an injury this year. You didn't have McAvoy to start the season, so you still don't have a full season of Lindholm and McAvoy together. So, you know, there's rumors Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a is a big name out there that's being mentioned. Um, I, that doesn't it just doesn't make sense.
1: Mm-hmm. First
0: and foremost, go. I mean, on paper, slide Ryan Nugent Hopkins into the lineup of center. Yeah, it makes sense for Boston, but the trade piece is just you don't get two and two on each side mm-hmm. because you want to ship them a goalie. Well, they already got to, honestly, the only goalie, it makes sense for them to want to take from you would be Swayman. Yeah. And, and basically switch Skinner and Swayman. And that yep. doesn't make sense for you unless you want to do all Skinner bussy as kind of your three goaltending machine there. But even then, I don't know if I want to roll with that. Like now you're shipping Swayman out. Like there's just a lot of moving pieces in something like that. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, it does it doesn't make sense. You're going to have to balance the scale again as well, because Skinner for Swayman is not a one for one. It's not.
1: Absolutely not.
0: So not
1: even even close.
0: Abby says, I'm seeing rumors on Twitter where we trade Hampus and keep Orlov in my opinion, opinion. That's a BS mistake. Um, click no. me. that's all that is. Yeah, that's all that is. Uh, Now, is it something that could happen? I guess. Small chance. Small chance. Um, but no, Hampus Lindholm, when they signed him to the extension, they put a stamp on him saying you and McAvoy are our pillars. We can adjust going forward around you guys. And that's part of why I keep bringing up the name Brandon Carlo. Now, I don't want to mm-hmm. ship him out, but as far as because you do have Mason Lorai, you do have Matt Grizzlick, you know. So if your top four can be Grizzlick, McAvoy, um, Lindholm and Lorai, you're still working with something. Mm -hmm. you've gotten younger you've shed a little bit of cap space or at least you've reinvested it up front and carlo will still get you a decent return as a shutdown defenseman now given their situation there is something i do want to bring up as far as what i think they're going to end up doing um abby says mcavoy and lindholm can likely play with anyone which is another mention here uh, Beth says, remember the Bruins started the season missing half your court and still played phenomenal. Yup. yes, we, were we on that earlier.
1: we We were saying before the beginning of the season that they just had to tread water and they did way better that they did way better than that, you know, without those guys. they They held down the fort.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then Jeff says that Monaghan idea, Mark and Grace talked about though bees might want to look into that. Uh, bringing in Monahan, I think it was on the PTO. Is that was was that the idea? I believe so. I've listened to too many podcasts today because I had the day off, so <laughs> I can't <get laughs> straight. But yeah, uh, Monahan is a good idea. Small, smaller price tag down the middle. Um, I know someone on Twitter mentioned Ryan O'Reilly earlier. Like first and foremost, you've got to sort out what's going on with Bergeron and Krejci. And yes. I I know that sounds so cliche to say, but as Sweeney mentioned, he's got to come up with a roster that has, in essence, this year, he's got to come up with three rosters, one with both of them, one with neither of them, and one with one of them. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter which one. Uh, Let's see. We've got Orloff is gone unless he takes a huge discount to stay, plain and simple.
1: I think he's gone. I don't don't think there's – I don't think that Sweeney or the front office sees any way they can keep him. I think they're prioritizing Bertuzzi over Orlov. Yeah that, um,
0: that, that, yep. Uh Mark mentioned Amantha on a PTO. Amantha
1: on a PTO, PTO. That's what he said.
0: Um and then that brings us into Nick's question though. Do you think we're going to keep all three trade deadline acquisitions? Uh, no. no
1: I think we if, if we're lucky we keep one. And I if, think that one is Bertuzzi.
0: I think what you saw between Bertuzzi, Zaka and Pasternak, they want to try that they want to look at that a lot more. They view that as a line that could that is a top producing line. Yeah. Um and as Abby said, keeping Bertuzzi is the most important of the three. Absolutely.
1: Yep. I 100% wow. agree.
0: Let's see. Yep. It's making it work Goddard telling Krejci to retire. Um <laughs> I'm I'm, tell, I'm telling him you a better try for all 82 games. He huh. can't take any time off.
1: I'm I'm honestly and this might be a hot take. I'm hesitant to bring Krejci back. You looked so slow in the last three quarters of the season. In the last quarter of the season, sorry, I don't know. We have, we have a
0: BNG legend in the house here, Dominate Dom. I know, baby, Dom. Hope you are well. <laughs> hope the family is well. Uh, great to see you here in the comments. Hockey season is not quite over. We still have the cup <laughs> final, uh, so I will disagree with you there. But it is great to see you uh, in the comments section here, Dom. Uh, everybody, anybody who's followed the BNG for a while knows Dom as a legend, Absolutely uh, incredible legend. hockey mind over there. So had to give him a quick shout out there. Um, and it, hopefully we uh, we hear from him again very very soon. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so transitioning over. Um, I had mentioned before when it comes to our blue line. I know, actually, I think it was Dom who actually tweeted it out, that there there were three potential buyouts that Boston could use this year. Um, The first one was on the the player that we don't talk about anymore. Uh, (laughs) And I think that's the only way that you can open up his contract spot. So I'm for it. Um, Just get him out of here. You already released him. You already walked away from the player. So now just get rid of the contract and move on.
1: It, It seems to be the only option at this point. Honestly, just, thing, just bite the bullet and do it.
0: The second one he mentioned was Mike Riley. Yeah. Now, one thing I want to do is I want you to think back to 2021. Mike Riley, Brandon Carlo. That mm-hmm. was a pretty good pair. Yeah. And now you have a Mike Riley with his tail on fire who is trying to prove a point. Now, again, you don't really like what you saw from him last year when you sent him down. But he only went down because you didn't have room on the roster to carry him with you,
1: right?
0: And you knew you could sneak him through waivers versus a guy versus half of the other guys on your your blue line. So you sat, you made the sacrifice. You kind of hoped someone would take him, but they didn't. So quote unquote, you were stuck with him. Yeah. I would not be surprised if they go back to seeing what a Carlo Riley pairing can give them, because. He's already on the roster. He's already got money accounted for. And right now he slots in right now. It allows you to go Grizzly McAvoy, Riley, Carlo. You have an open spot on the left side, which in theory, or which could be Lori or borrow. And then you have Lindholm.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And And, not looking at it as a one, two, three pair, just looking at it in terms of 20, 20 and 20, how do you divvy up 60 minutes of ice time between the three of them?
1: Yep. Yep. And, and Mike Riley, he's a serviceable defenseman. Um, he's not a bad player. Like you said, he just didn't really have a spot on this team this year with guys like Forbert kind of playing well, Clifton playing well, regular season wise. Um, but if the Bruins are looking for internal solutions, you, like you said, Mike Riley's there, you, you can't get rid of him. You probably don't want to buy him out. Why not utilize him?
0: Well, here's the thing. If you buy them out, you're basically kicking the problem down the road a couple seasons. Yes, you have a much smaller cap hit this year, a much smaller cap hit next year. And you hope percentage wise when the cap goes up in two or three years or three or four years when the money is still in the books and it goes to I think it's going to go to like 1.5 for the year three and four of the buyout. So I I get the idea of, of the buyout. I'm not against it. Mm -hmm. It's just, you've kept him around for this long. Why? You could have bought him out before. Right. You could have released him. You could have done something with him before. So Mark called him a cash casualty due to his AAV. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, I think they keep, they kept him around because they always knew in the back of their mind that he could be a potential option
0: in, in this
1: coming season.
0: And then Dom Chimes in. Two of Riley, Forbort, and Grizz are gone.
1: I think it's the latter. I do too. For, for, Forbort and Grizz, I think they're both gone.
0: I think, because Grizz actually has value that can bring you something back. Right. And, right. like I said, Riley, Riley's the Walmart version of Matt Grizzly. Right. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, actually. they're both about the same.
1: He, he might not even be Walmart version. He, he might be like Dollar Tree version. Okay, fine. Dollar <laughs> version. That's
0: fine. That's fine. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're still spending three bucks on him the same way you're spending three on Grizz. So. Right, right. But the thing is, is no, But you, you've you had a year plus of Shop and Riley and fucking nobody's taken him. Not a single team. And so maybe you hope to waive him, but again, they didn't bite on him last year and you need NHL bodies to put something on the ice. So yep. uh, Dom says, Grizz will get you a second round pick. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. And You're not
1: think- taking any cap back. I mean, you just automatically clear that money off the books. I'm,
0: what do you, I'm curious what Dom thinks the trade value of, um, of Derek Forbert would be. Fifth round pick. You think a fifth?
1: Maybe, maybe even lower, maybe a sixth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Abby says this might be a hypothetical. Might might this might be a hot take and very hypothetical. But what about bunting from the Leafs to Boston?
1: Um, excuse me. Um, you know, he's one of those players that you just hate, but you but you love to hate him. You know what I mean? If he was on this team and he was pissing off other guys on other teams, he'd probably be a pretty popular guy here. But he also does some scummy things too that that like little little slew foots and stuff like that that me personally i don't i don't see that as something to get excited over i think that's scummy but i mean he he brings that agitation to the lineup say so, like i don't know what his i don't know what his cap hit is but if you lose a guy like frederick or somebody like that i mean it's i guess maybe he could slot in down there um i don't know i,
0: I wouldn't mind it I'll pull it up and let you know right now. Nick yeah. jumps in and says, "I'm calling it trade now in the next two weeks." Uh when when is the draft again? Um, I, I don't think you'll see anything really major. Uh, a Bunting is a UFA right now. By the way, mm. last year his cap hit was nine hundred and fifty k he was making 950k uh his base salary was 1.15 so but his Aav was 95 950 I mean
1: shoot what, do you, what on the free agent market uh, what, like i don't know what do you think he could get
0: i think he'll get a hell of a lot more than we should pay for him yeah
1: <laughs>
0: yeah Abby also he has a in the making is what I think of him.
1: Maybe with less skill. The agitation level is the same, but
0: I don't know about the skill level. Dom says you buy out Riley, it costs you 333 k this year and $1.3 next year, and he is gone. Better than burying him, Forbert likely gets you a sixth. Mm-hmm. So I, I see the argument to buy him out. I'm not against the idea, um, but also at a certain point, you want to be able to look the player in the eye and say, shit, or get off the pot. Right. Because if, if no, no one else has proven that they now, – now is when the coaching side really needs to come out and yes. you need to see – and you need to sit them down and say, listen, we waived you. Nobody wanted you. We've been trying to give you away. No one wants you. Mm-hmm. You had a bad attitude when you went down last year to, to Providence. So what, what are we supp- – we buy you out. You go nowhere. Right you might catch on for a league minimum deal. Is that what you want to do? What's the value in that for you?
1: Also the NHL draft this year is June 28th.
0: So no major moves will probably be then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now I said this on the show uh, about a month or so ago, right? Well, was it shortly after the Bruins loss? I think it was shortly after the Bruins loss. It was like the following week. And now it keeps coming up Mm -hmm. and, You remember the comments when I first mentioned it, but bear force one now mentions it trade Martian while you can get something decent for him. I said that and everyone looked at me or everyone started commenting at me that I was fucking crazy. You were there. It's, it's
1: funny because uh, on our last, again, I'm going to reference the show, but on our last something's brewing episode, we referenced that exact take that you had and we, we gave you credit on the show and everything. It makes sense. And the way that Mel put it into perspective on the show, he said, if you take all your fan bias out and you, and the Bruins hired somebody from the outside looking in, just neutrally looking at it, you would look at Brad Martian coming off of an injury, his, you know, aging. I, I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's aging and he's a contract that's going to get less valuable as time goes on. And you're looking to reboot this team a little bit for the future. With zero bias, with zero fan bias, it makes sense. And it hurts to say that, but it does. It makes sense. Now, this is the argument that everyone keeps using. is He's the next captain. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I think it's McAvoy.
0: I think... I think what you're going to see, if, if in the situation that Bergeron does not come back next year, this is specifically for next season, mm-hmm. because Marshan is still under contract. Then maybe. N- no, I would say this. If uh, Bergeron does not come back, you still have Marshan on the books, you're going to run with four A's. Interesting. You'll have Marshan, Posternock, McAvoy, and Carlo.
1: Have the Bruins ever done that? Have they in their history have they ever had a uh non-captain season?
0: I believe so. I think the year before they signed Dan O'Chara there was no captain.
1: I I think you're right. I think you're right on that. Yeah. I'm sure someone will let us know.
0: I agree with Mike. It's McAvoy to lose in the next couple of seasons in my opinion. Um Yeah, uh, I mean that's, that's I all mean, we get from Argus. Yeah. <laughs> Man of yes, few to, words. yes to what, Mark? <laughs> no, I, I think he's saying yes. It was the season before Zdeno Chara. Oh, and,
1: okay. But, I mean, if you look at it historically, too, I mean, the Bruins, just as an organization, have run with defensive captains. Yeah. Bergeron is one of very few to be a forward and have the C. I can't think of another one. Uh, That's because you're only thinking of Chara and Borg. Right,
0: right. That's Those are the only captains you're thinking of. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) I do have a young brain, so,
0: so, but it's I I see them running with a rotation like that. Dom says, "Yeah, 1970, we're all A's, through uh, we're all A's." Though Busick was the de facto captain and lifted the cup. Fair. Um, Which I think, let's just say they roll with that next season. Mm -hmm. I do think that that Martian is the one who'd go over and get the cup. I do too. I
1: was just going to, I was going to ask that hypothetical. If that happened next year, who do you think? And I was also going to say Marshawn. So I guess when you're weighing it like that, if Marshawn stays, I guess then it would make sense for him to get the C. I still lean towards McAvoy though, being the, you know, captain of the future.
0: I think so. Um, I know that there are some who weren't too thrilled with his uh, press conference demeanor after the loss. Mm-hmm. saying it wasn't very leadership like um obviously very emotional time i'm not really going to hold that too much against him yeah uh, it's also still a young young kid i
1: was just right? going to say like, that it, like know? he still has so many experiences to go through like this could just be you know a part of his story where he gains that leadership ability and he just learns even
0: further right I, i'm not i'm not willing to say the guy can't captain a team simply because of one emotional press conference very let down after the season that they had. I'm I'm going to give the kid a break on that one.
1: Yeah. One, one 10 minute press conference definitely doesn't define his um, mental ability to be a leader.
0: We have a a question here on uh, for Mark is Joe Sacco's contract up. I want a fresh face on the power play power play did hurt them towards the end of this season it did um where are your thoughts on adjusting that power play do you think it needs a coaching change i think it needs a dynamic change i
1: think it was too predictable towards the end of the season you saw i mean they were trying to force every single puck to pasta almost every single time they were just trying to get that one timer from pasta and And, and granted when it worked, it worked. But when other teams know you're going to do that, then you can't be too predictable. They need more unpredictability on the power play.
0: So real quick for, for bear force one and and Nick Dom has a great correction here. Sacco ran the penalty kill through the power play. But my question of whether or not it needs a coaching change can still stand. With the correction here, um, Brian says number one keep forty six off point. Yes, I um, agree
1: with that. I agree with that.
0: You know, it, it as long as you're not suggesting to to swap out your your sixty goal scorer for your fourth line center, um, I, I I think changing it up in pretty much any other way might might freshen things up on that power play. Yeah. Yeah. Which that was suggested. So, yeah. um, No, the, the one timer is just very predictable with that group. And, yep. and I do think working in some fresh blood and I think you saw once Bertuzzi started to get comfortable with it, you saw a little bit of the how can we find the one timer, but we're not going to rely on it yes, when yes. he was on the ice with Zaka and Pasternak. Yep. And that very, very much can flow into a first power play unit. Those, those three guys. So the question then becomes, how do they free up the money to keep Bertuzzi? And I, I do like where Dom is starting. You buy out Riley, you, you knock that down. That's going to save you about what? 2.9 ish
1: about, yeah.
0: Give or take. Um. You know, the question then becomes, how much does Bertuzzi want to stay here? What can you get him at? There's everything from 5.5 to 7.5 has been thrown out there for him. Um, If he wants to, you know, if he wants to be here, he will take a little bit of a cut. And you know what? Don Sweeney's pulled that rabbit out of the hat plenty of times before. Plenty of times. (laughs) He's capable. Look look at the Brusk Bridge deal. Look yep. at Lindholm's current contract. Look at Carlo's yep. contract. Yep. Look at wow. Pasternak's contract.
1: Look at Olmark. Five mil? I mean, oh, yeah. you could go through a handful of guys. Um, and I think, I think Bertuzzi wants to stay, too. I think he enjoyed the culture here. He enjoyed the team. He saw, you know, how close-knit everybody was. And I think he wants to be a part of it. So, I think he'd be willing to take a little bit of a cut, at least.
0: Now... Real quick, back to the captain conversation. Abby throws Pasternak's name into the mix. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, mm, I think he's more of an assistant, to be honest with you. I think he's too. I think for a captain, you need to kind of have an all-around player. Pasta has too many giveaways, and he's not really a defensive type of forward either. You need, you need, you need your captain a lead both with his voice and by example. You can't have your captain be turned over the puck ten times
0: game I mean that's what happens though when he when you touch it more than almost anybody else in the league so uh, okay. Beth, you can't have just one play on the power play absolutely uh, Dom t- chimes in Gruden is a good power play coach he was with the New York Islanders and in juniors the problem is this team lacks a power play quarterback
1: yeah now
0: absolutely. isn't isn't that the style of defense that Grizzlick and Riley both can bring is my question. Now, I think Grizz is a better, well-rounded overall defenseman. I'm just curious if, from what I've seen when they're let loose to their own fruition, um, can Riley move the puck a little bit better? Mm-hmm. Granted, at more risk, but can he is, is the question. Not so much defensive play, but the the offensive part, the puck moving part, is it a little bit better?
1: See, now I have a question for you. Do you think, do you think Laurie comes straight into Boston and and jumps immediately into the lineup? Because if, if that's the case, could you see him quarterback and power play or is it way too early to even start thinking
0: about that? I think right now, what you want to see from him is you want to see him take that job. Yes. yes. Oh, absolutely. And and I think that's one thing that we, that this coaching and, and management team has learned. Um, Brandon Carlo did it, you know, like if a guy's going to take the job, give him a chance to take the job. Let him take it. Um, Corey jumps in guys. First time on here. Beast fans since 73. Love the pod. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank Uh, everything is on hold for next season until 37 46 announce what they're doing. I'm hoping Warner both stay. So there is some experience at center. Mm. Um, Everything is on hold. Yes, but I think we're closer to a Bergeron decision than a crazy decision for one. Um, Dom also points out Bertuzzi isn't taking a pay cut here in 5.25 million this season by pay cut. I mean, I think there's going to be a crazy team with cap space willing to throw a bag, maybe seven and a half out there. You know, a team might even be willing to go to 7.75 with term. Um, what I mean by pay cut is instead of taking that bag, leaving a little bit on the table to stay at, you know, 6.75. I think that's where he would want to be at to stay in Boston, 6.75, you know, to seven, somewhere in that range, 6.75 AAV is is how I'll put it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, so that that's where I see him coming in. If he stays with Boston, because it's just, it's almost too perfect. um let's see did they ever use 48 as a power play quarterback this season uh
1: i don't think so i think i because i think he had a surprisingly low amount of power play points this season um let's see
0: real quick also brian says first time on here enjoying the show your thoughts on 46 and 37 coming back i think 46 retires 37 comes back that does seem I lean like that a way consensus. Um, I can see them both coming back though. I think if Bergeron comes back, that really tugs at Krejci to want to come back. That's all I'm saying.
1: Also, Grizz had zero power play points this year.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, uh, so su-
1: definitely surprisingly low.
0: And Mark also says, Thank Welcome to the. First time viewers, thanks for taking the time. We we thank you as well. That's a sentiment from all of us here at BNG. Um, you know, check out the weekly Bruins Talk. Please subscribe if you haven't. BND BNG Productions LLC. We have a ton of shows out there. Um, you know, check us out on Twitter. You can find all of us interacting with each other on Twitter. So you know, all the podcasts are are incredible. And uh, also check out our our sponsors over at FanDuel.com slash Boston as well. So uh, check those guys out. Uh, isn't effectively quarterbacking a power play, something that McAvoy cannot do. Um, I think he could, but I honestly, I, I don't, I, don't know.
1: I want you go, you go. I want to hear your thoughts.
0: When it comes to McAvoy, um, I think a lot of people seem to forget he's only 25. And, you know, when you look at the way he plays, sometimes he plays strong in one area. Sometimes he plays strong in another area. I think one thing, as a 25-year-old, he is still trying to effectively round out his game in an, you know, Adam Fox, Adam, you know, Kale McCarr kind of way. When yes. you look at those guys play, you, you see them play consistently across the board. When you see McAvoy play, you see more of, you know, up offensively, but down a little bit defensively. Sacrifice some of the defense to get a little bit more offense. He's still just trying to find the right balance that works for him. Now, some of that, he finds that easier when he's working with Grizzly. So some of that, the reason why he's been so inconsistent with it is because his partner keeps changing, not every game, but enough where he just can't get settled. So I do think having a guy like Grizzly next to him does more than just what the dollar amount says and offers more in that regard. It's stability there. Um, Abby asks, is Mitchell Miller still unfortunately under contract? As Mark said, yes. That's the buyout that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. What's that?
1: No, I would say yeah. That's who we were talking about earlier. Yeah.
0: They've released the player. They basically have said they don't want anything now. They're just stuck with his contract. So hopefully, buying it out does that, uh, and and he he can go. Uh, best says crazy. He past his prime. I think he walks. I agree. I, again, I think there's some there's some tugging on the heartstrings if Bergeron does end up coming back. You know, the hundredth season. One last kick at the can argument. Like, because it's not like Krejci had a bad season either. Right, right. So, but
1: and you also got to consider too if Krejci comes back, he's coming at a very minimal deal too. So that'll yeah. help in that regard.
0: Yeah. Dom says a power play quarterback has to have a threat of a shot. McAvoy isn't that. Yeah. 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 Essentially. Um, and then Abby points out McAvoy is our youngest D man on the team. Um, the Zaboros 26. So you got McAvoy at 25, Lindholm <laughs> 29, Carlo's 26, Grizzly's 29, forboards 31, Riley's 29, Zaboros 26, Clifton's 28, and Orloff was 31. Wow. So, so he yeah. was the youngest defenseman on the roster. Um, I mean, even Connor Carrick in Providence was older than him. Yeah. Um, Jack of is older than him, so he's still young, all right? <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and that's one of the things that even if Lori does make this team, like you were asking about him quarterbacking the power play, just let the kid get his feet wet, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Especially if you want to throw him in a top four role. If, if you're trying to throw him in and you want him to partner next to Um, McAvoy or Carlo or someone like that. You got to be patient with him. You can't just throw everything at him.
1: Right. He has so much time to grow and learn all these little intangibles to his game. And he's already at an elite level. So you're just going to wait a little bit and
0: he'll learn. So, uh, Shaz diet says McAvoy definitely needs to up his game to warrant his contract. And I agree. He needs to have a consistent D partner. But devil's advocate. He shouldn't need it if he's a number one D. Um, sure. But all the other top defensemen pretty much across the league have their partner right. consistently. Hell, what's his name? in uh, Miro Hiskanen in Dallas had uh, what's his name down in, down in Dallas with him. Even though he sucked, they never got rid of him. They never benched him. I can't think of the name. Older guy not 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 Lindell or Sutter right no it wasn't uh, no Sutter it was Sutter it was Sutter yeah, as bad as Sutter played at sometimes they kept him next to Hiskanen because it made Hiskanen better yeah your number one guy can only be as good as he's allowed to be and if and and, and this is where you know the 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 greatness of Chara came out because yeah. He played next to Carlo as a rookie. He played next to McAvoy as a rookie. And his play didn't sacrifice. He allowed them to go do their thing and basically said to them, I got you back here. Go do your thing up front. And with Carlo, it was this is how we shut him down in the defensive end. This is how we run back here and it allowed them to develop into the type of player that they can be with McAvoy. The only other time he's really been able to see that kind of consistent. I know where my partner is going to be is with Grizzly on a regular basis. He's found it with other guys here and there, but that Orloff McAvoy pairing never worked.
1: No, it did not. And don't forget too, McAvoy and Grizz played with each other in college. So they have, they go, they go way back.
0: Yes. Uh, let's see. Jeff says, Where's a Sean on the depth chart? Can he make the jump? No, if he was gonna make the jump, I think he would have. Now, I think he's a 7C defenseman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you will. Um, could he see some ice time if he's around? Maybe you know, this is the kind of year. Uh, I definitely think he's fallen from where he's been. Mm-hmm. I think he comes
1: up if there's injuries or you know he's he's that guy.
0: Uh, Jeremy says that has gone. Maybe uh, I, I would I would definitely look to see. Uh, I'm trying to see what his status is right now. Uh, so he's a group six free a- unrestricted free agent. Um, yeah, so he, he's free to sign with anybody. Right now, you still have his rights through July first. So maybe that's someone that come um, come draft day. Maybe someone looks at him and goes, "We'll give you a seventh rounder next year for us to be able to negotiate with him for two weeks." Like yeah. that—that's the kind of thing I would expect for a Sean. Someone else somewhere is going to be able to give him a better opportunity than you right now. Uh, it's unfortunate if, if he had one season left on his contract. I think that would do something for him. With this organization, it's it just a, a bad timing thing. Um, let's see. Could McAvoy be what Chara was to him with Lori? I don't think McAvoy's ready for that yet.
1: No, Char, Char was the
0: <laughs> Chara did it at thirty
1: eight. Yeah, right. And and Char was also, you know, one of the greatest leaders this team has ever
0: seen. Right. Um, not,
1: not there. McAvoy doesn't have that experience yet.
0: No, and, and McAvoy's still developing himself right. as a twenty-five-year-old. So the last thing that I want to do is take a twenty-two-year-old who's still trying to get attached, get it get settled in with the league and go. Here you go. Figure it out together. Yeah. Um. Yeah. McAvoy does have the big contract, but you you didn't pay him for what he's already done. You're paying him for what is able to do going forward mm-hmm. that's what that contract is now brian here says our first group of true prospects looks like Lori, Lysel, bussy Markulov. the second group looks like harrison Poitra, luck and brunette brunet sorry uh thoughts on the second group well let's let's um, first start with the first group because okay. we're, really we've only talked about Lori for a while here um where are you at with Lysel, Bussi, and law?
1: Well, I think uh, – and, and Mark's been hammering on this point too because a lot of people seem to have ma- uh, Fabian Lysel penciled into the roster next season. But you never want to bring up a prospect too early. And I agree with Mark in the terms that Lysel could benefit from one, from one more season down in Providence, really round out his game, figure out how to play at the professional level, get a little bit stronger um, himself and in the defensive end of the zone and and develop into the player that he can be. You don't want to rush him. Mason Lori coming out of college, I think he could slot into the lineup next season. Definitely look at him in the preseason for sure. He'll be playing um, and, and see what it looks like. And if he's playing well, slide him in for the first week or two. If it's going well, keep him there. Bussy's interesting because if we lose a goalie, Olmark or Swayman, if we lose one of them, I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing back up to either Swayman or Olmark. Um, Merkulov.
0: So I don't know. Dom says Patra is ahead of Merkulov. I
1: have, I have his stats right here. That's what I was going to say next. Do you mind if I go into that really quick?
0: Absolutely.
1: All right. So Matthew Patra. Um drafted him da, 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 uh second round 54 overall. He he plays for the Gulf Guelph Storm in the OHL, 63 games last year, 79 assists, 16 goals, 95 points. He's definitely ahead of Markulov. He's saying, he
0: plays down the middle. Yeah, and he's a center. Down the middle.
1: Yes, he he is one of our better prospects at the moment. Um he for me is he excites me more than myself to be honest with you. To be 100% honest with you.
0: Well, so and and Dom says Ashan's a group six UFA, so he's gone, so yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and real quick, uh, Shazdai says that would be somewhat similar to Lindholm having to babysit Drysdale and Anna. Yes,
1: good point. That's a good point.
0: Very good comparison, and, and that's the thing is I'm not sure I would have Lindholm do that again with Lori either because well, I think. Lori well, I think Lindholm is better equipped to do it now than he was with Drysdale. Mm. It just—you've already seen it—and he'll his play will suffer. Keep yeah. Lind, honestly, keep the Lindholm Carlo pair together as much as you can. Yeah, I you agree. Know, let that be a staple of your—that's your second pair D, period. I would go. I would try to go Grismac, Lindholm Carlo Zboril and. And then there's, you know, there's there's some free agents out there too, who, you know, uh, not, we're not talking Anton Strawman, no. no, 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 but we tried we tried that, yeah. I mean it it also depends on, you know, what what else you think you have in house for one. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to there we go pull it up by position here and just limit it to the defense here. Yeah, but,
1: I'm, I'm on that same list right
0: now. You know, again, I'm not saying you're going to go out and get Jack Johnson or, or Mark Stahl or, or someone like that, but if if you want to try and keep Borough on his natural left side, well, first of all, you could try to bring back Connor Clifton at a low, you know, 1. 1.5, 1.25 kind of rate. I don't see him getting a whole hell of a lot more than he's getting right now. So... I would explore it. I mean, just looking at some of the groupings here for the free
1: agents, free agent defensive coming up, Gavrikov sticks out. Um,
0: see, though, Gavrikov, I think, is going to cost too much. He, he might. He might. Ryan Graves. Uh, Gavrikov is at 2.8 right now. With the way he w- finished and, and the way he was dealt to LA, I see him not only asking for more, but also getting it. Yeah yeah oh so, you know i think
1: i think four is his base i think he's making four at least and then you know it'll be a bidding war
0: yeah now i, I i'm hesitant to throw the name out there
1: but mm. keep an eye on maybe a guy like kevin
0: shattenkirk i was also thinking that you know because veteran guy too he's made some money has connections with a guy like lindholm you know could easily be, co- 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 you know, coaxed come into coming into the Boston area, yep. um, you know, especially for a winning team. We we have a relationship with Anaheim guys already, um, you know, and, and he's yeah, he's been a 19-20 minute kind of guy, but last year he was a minus twenty in seventy five games. So mm-hmm. I, I think he's ready for a different type of scene. Um, I know everybody's, you know, the name that everybody's asking about, too, is Matt Dumba. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just think he's going to be closer to the three or four mil. Yeah. I, I think Kevin Shattenkirk's the kind of guy you'd be willing to take that two range, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, appreciate the compliment, Mark. Love the knowledge in this stream tonight. Keep coming back, folks. Great way to pass <laughs> this long ass off season. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to try and shorten it up for you. We're going to yeah. try. Uh, Brian says we need a physical nasty demon, too soft in front of the net, goodest type.
1: I agree with that 100%. Um, You need that. Like, You don't necessarily need yeah. that all, all season long in the in, you know, regular season, but once playoffs come around, I think you saw it. I mean, you you need at least one of those kind of guys. Just get your nose dirty.
0: Yeah, and real quick, uh, before I throw some other names out there, Corey says I saw Potrawa play as a U-16 AAA player, he was very impressive at that level, was happy when the bees drafted him. He is a high-ceiling, small, very small, gifted player. Force uh, Force One, Lock Mellis could be the surprise prospect. Very underrated. True. Uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of names on this list. Because let's be real. No one saw Lauko doing what he did. No, no. So there's a lot. I mean, you could get a very unexpected jump from – Mercula, from Poitra from Kuntar even, you know, Brett Harrison could come fucking out of nowhere, you know, like you just don't know who's going to have it click and when. And and that's the, that's the beauty of it. That's the fun. That's what we love about hockey. Shaz, Diet says hard pass on Gudis though.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, why, why would you pass on him?
0: Um, I just I guess, I'm guessing it's more of a personal thing. Maybe um, says Lock Melis is still two to three years away. Sure, yeah. I still I, a good prospect. There's some of these guys that are still a year or two away. Um, I do think one of the biggest lessons that they learned this year, though, is towards the end of the season, it's okay to work in the youth. Yep, and that they should bring in some of the youth. So some of these guys you should be looking at um, seeing if, if you can get them some time. Uh, but again, you know, looking at that decor, I, I don't see or the defensive unit, assuming Riley's bought out. And that's that right there is also why I can see Riley not being bought out. Mm-hmm. Because then you run McAvoy with Grizzlick Riley with Carlo, which they've done before, and then Zboro with Lindholm. I don't mind it. I don't mind that. It's not I a terrible I looking decor. Don't get me wrong. I don't love it. Right. I, I'm open to change. I'm my only thought is this. They've had so many opportunities to get rid of Riley and they haven't. They have to buy him out to do whatever, you know, and, and, you know, take the, the player to be named later or the, you know, future considerations in return. I'm sure that's been on the table from somebody. Mm-hmm. Why haven't they taken it? Because it's either not there or they don't value it to be enough. They value the player more despite the problems it gives them with their cap. Yeah. And also, all of those guys are already in-house. You haven't made any deals. You haven't, you know, four boards still your odd man out, but four boards going to be, you know, aside from Grizz, the easier of the three to move.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Or is yeah, value... Or he can still be on your roster as your seventh defenseman. You know? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't love that idea either, but you haven't done anything to your d other than let Connor Clifton walk and replace him with Mike Riley. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they, I mean, there. it's going to be interesting to see what actually happens because there's so many different options for Sweeney in the front office. The, as salary cap strapped as they are. There's a lot of different avenues that they could go down to solve
0: this problem. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the dominoes are falling all around them. Toronto (laughs) now has Bradshaw living in there last year with Calgary. He dealt off Matt Kachuk because he lost Johnny, Johnny Gaudreau for nothing. And now you see Florida who traded off Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Wegar from their back end. For Matt Kachuk and and, and people are, are clamoring for that kind of quote unquote hockey trade, mm-hmm. the question then becomes, who are you getting? Who's the guy that you target? Because, you know, they say it in the idea of you deal a you deal two pieces for one. Aren't that many Matt Kachuk's out there for one? And two, which two of the guys on this roster are you looking a to package together for that kind of player? And then who's the player that you're going to target from what team? Right, right. There's
1: like you're, if you look at there's really not you can't you can't ship somebody off from this roster that won't hurt your depth chart either. the The top six is pretty set. Your top four is kind of set, um, but if there's not too much to work with, which is the challenge.
0: Right. Now, real quick, Jeff says Achari, fourth line, right wing. The problem I have with Achari going to the fourth line is I think too many teams that are cup contenders value what he can bring to the fourth line and are willing to pay him more than you should, Mm -hmm. more than the Bruins should. Now, could he bring value to the Bruins fourth line, right wing? Sure. But I, I don't think it's worth paying him to paying him to bring stuff that you already have in house leadership wise in the, in the bottom six role. And, and speaking of bottom six role leadership, one guy we haven't talked about at all today. Would you bring back Nick felino minimal contract? Because again, he would also fill that right wing spot on the fourth line, left wing center. He can play all over.
1: Just because of the fact that he can play all over. Um, I would do it, and he brings that leadership ability to the the. He, I mean, former captain. He brings that um, level of confidence into the lineup every night. Someone you you know you can trust, um, and who's been through it before. I if it's on a minimum deal, yeah, I would.
0: Yeah, Jeff says leakman, Yes, and I would go slightly above that. You know, maybe that one mil kind yeah. of, of deal. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily go with the heavy incentives that run and, and Krejci got, but you could throw right. a $500,000 bonus in there, maybe two k bonuses if he hits a certain point level or something just to keep him going all season kind of a thing. Uh, Brian says i keep Forbert over Zborl in my opinion, but yes, Forbert brings more in the trade. Well,
1: also you need to clear the cap somehow, and
0: Forbert's an easy way to do that. that that's why I'm I'm leaning towards doing it that way. It's a yeah. is cap. Uh, if Bergeron is gone, I bring back Felino in a heartbeat. If you can, if Bergeron's gone, Felino may want to go play with his brother. Because also, Bergeron is why Foligno came here in the first place. Also, with that point, it kind of
1: sounds like, I mean, Felino's not going to play a top six role. Um, if Bergeron, I, I don't think Bergeron's decision really has a lot to do with Felino, in my opinion.
0: I think you can get a both back, though, for, for low-cost deals. And oh. as Don points out, is also eligible for bonus deal like Bergie and Krejci. Yeah. So, Shaz Diet has a good question up here. If you had to pick, would you rather bru- <laughs> lose in the first round or lose to Bruce Cassidy in the finals? I mean, the
1: city would burn down if they lost to Vegas in the final if they lost to Cassidy. But the city almost burnt down anyways, losing in the first round.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mark says, "I'd rather lose to Cassidy in the finals because that means this Bruins team would have ha- would have something to give the next year with a round one exit this year." I have no idea.
1: I I, I think them losing in the first round gives them more fire. To be honest with you, it's like th- this season really ended this way. Like this is really how we're gonna let everything end. Like no, like ride run it back next year and finish it right. I think if they made it to the cup. Yeah
0: many chances
1: to win it they did they did i know i know Uh, but if see but if they lost in the stanley cup the mentality would have been like in my opinion i think it would have been more towards we got here we did everything we could and we just didn't have enough gas at the end of the day to get it done and then i think everybody's um about 2019
0: though 2019 was different 2019 But is that really how you feel about it? Because it's the same thing. Came down to game seven of the cup final. You got there, bounce of a puck. You could have won. Like, is that really how you justify 2019 right now, 2018, whatever it was? No, no. But I don't know. It's like, I feel like we're
1: weighing out two completely different mentalities, like in totally opposite ends of the spectrum, too. Losing in the cup and then somehow some way this team losing in the first round the way they, they, that they did
0: it it's tough to justify either one uh, right that's what i mean that's what i mean that was the final that a lot of people had pegged like yeah. into the playoffs so it would have been very interesting to see that one um i will say this though if we lost to the final lost to cassidy in the finals would we still be hearing the lazy ass take that we shouldn't have fired Cassidy? I think we'd hear it more. Do just you think, so? I think he would so. have gotten there with Montgomery as replacement? But and but the
1: whole thing would have been with those people, would have been, but Cassidy got it done over Montgomery. And and I and we're on the same page, Chris. We both think it's a dumb, stupid, lazy argument. I just think. In the moment, losing to Cassidy in the final, I think the feelings and all the emotions would have been so raw that more people would have been in that boat than there are now.
0: Just off oh, a right. raw reaction, just but looking looking at the Vegas lineup, like that lineup is, it's a good team. <sighs> Wait, but when you look at it, it is superior to Boston's. You think By so? A, by a bit, yeah. Um, real quick, though, Beth says 2019 still leaves the bad taste in the mouth after losing game seven at home. Yeah. Uh, I think them that them losing in the first round and Cassidy making it to the finals should give them fuel to get it done, given the narrative of them, quote, choosing the players over the quote coach, unquote, and then the choke. If Cassidy wins, the narrative will never stop. No. It really <laughs> hasn't stopped. It, and it so, yeah, Jeff. What? There's still no sign of puck drop so far. They're probably just starting their little, you know, night routine there. They got the drummers on the ice right now, probably. Yeah, they got the the on night teams. And all that. <laughs> but, but no, seriously. All right. We'll, let, let's run it through, though, real quick. Mm-hmm. Top line Bergeron or Eichel? Right now, Eichel. Overall, right now, yeah, you have to take Eichel. Yeah. Pasternak or Mark Stone? Pasa. As a goal scorer, absolutely. As a well-rounded two-way player, though, I'll take Stone. Yeah. <laughs> Marshan or Martiasau. And that right there is where I balance out the Stone and not Because now you've got Eichel, Stone, and Marshassot versus Marshan, Bergeron, or not even uh, you've got you had you had Debrusque on the right wing. Yeah. You had Debrusque, Bergeron, Marshan. I mean, the
1: way Marchessault so is going right now, it's, it's, hard, oh, yeah. to, it's hard not to pick Marcia so Yeah, but that's how Marchessault so is. Right, right. <laughs> All right, I guess right now, yeah, Marchessault.
0: So. You know, and then you've got Riley Smith, Nick Roy, Chandler Stevenson, William Steve Carrier, Tim. Keegan Colasar. Like, this team is deep. Ivan Barbashev. Yep. They're benching Phil Kessel. Right, right, <laughs> right. Keep that in mind. They're benching Phil Kessel and then their yeah. decor they're then their decor you have mar uh you have um petrangelo no for for boston you have mcavoy oh. you have mcavoy carlo Lindholm, grizzly petrangelo martinez theodore McNabb. fuck that's a good for top four i mean okay let's let's redo that mcavoy Lindholm, carlo petrangelo martinez theodore
1: I would take Boston's top three over Vegas' top
0: three. Are you nuts? Yes. <laughs> I a- Listen, long-term, <laughs> I'm with you because you've got a 33-year-old Petrangelo, 35-year-old Martinez, <laughs> Theodore's only 27. Yeah. But long-term, I'm with you. But McAvoy or Petrangelo? Well, Petrangelo right now. Carlo or Martinez? Martinez. <laughs> Lindholm or Theodore? Lindholm, maybe. Yeah, that's close.
1: <laughs> maybe.
0: All right. No, so two thirds are clearly in one favor. But the goalies, though. I, I mean, considering I mean, the fact that they've used five of them, right? <laughs> but they're still on their third one. I mean, but it hasn't mattered. It hasn't mattered. Uh, Bear Force One says the bottom line was playing injured players like Olmark, uh, uh, like Olmark, Lindholm, Krejci, and Bergeron was a bad idea. They played better with in with the injured Krejci and Bergeron. Um, let's see, they do. I'm not sure. Oh, probably say Vegas. Yeah, the Vegas stuff. Vegas. Oh the, yeah, <laughs> they have the they tru- did have when Cassidy was here. That's exactly it. Uh, I want the Misfits narratives to stop? I don't think very many people are calling them their Misfits anymore. I do I, think the narrative is coming to an end. I know Biz still calls them
1: the Misfits. And every time he says that I'm like, "Come on, man. It's like like Shaz he,
0: he doesn't have right. new material." So, yeah. It, you know, he he's almost as bad as PK Subban. You think so? Oh, he annoys the hell out of me. <laughs> he he over he tries to overdo it. He does sometimes uh, seeing Riley Smith lift the cup will be will sting a bit. You know what, though? That poor guy's deserved it. Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong around here. And he got shipped out. I mean, yeah, I don't know. He he's, he's not undeserving.
1: Right, right.
0: Uh, Vegas has been healthy the entire playoffs. Mm hmm. Reporters have been calling them that. It's ridiculous. I haven't heard too much of it, but I, I don't know. I, I'm sure some still are. They they like their narratives when they find them. So um I'm just I'm I'm just trying to look around at some of the other teams though that like who has a player that you could even see being dealt in that Matkachuk kind of way. Aside from the fact that Matt Kachuk wanted out of Calgary, let's let's not forget that factor. But just who has one that makes you sit there and go, him. We would we would want to move pillars of the earth to get him. Like, <laughs> no, in,
1: in all reality, um
0: and we're completely playing like fantasy hockey right now, right? Essentially, yeah, I, but but here's the thing though, like you can't just be like, oh, Connor McDavid, right, 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 right. You he's off
1: the, he's not moving, he's, he's not, moving.
0: not moving. Leon Dreisaitl, he's not moving. Name right. someone that you can feasibly say from the team that they are on right now. Yeah, I could see them moving him. Like you're not gonna see McKinnon get moved. You know, you're not gonna see Robertson get moved. Right. Quinton Byfield, like, maybe, okay, but he's not that type of guy yet.
1: What about somebody from Vancouver, like a, like a Besser or a Pedersen? Um, some so team I, like
0: that. That's kind of Alabama on a the- person with one year left before restricted free agency and has a contract currently of $7.3 hmm. million. No, Is this the guy that's going to blow you away. Like JT Miller I- has the contract. But he doesn't pack the bang. What about Barzal? Barzal's an interesting one. Yeah, I just don't know if they're gonna part with him. I don't. I don't think
1: they would. But but in our fantasy hockey hypotheticals here, I I think that's at least semi realistic.
0: <laughs> I think it. I think it's something that's been visited in the past that could come back up. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and it. Fits. Oh, Dom, Elias Lindholm. Hold on, Dom has a point here, but real quick, Mark says, No Dungeons and Dragons, ridiculous show tonight. Uh Beth says, I don't think there is any out there. Yeah, and then Dom chimes in, I don't listen to reporters, only BNG. Hell yeah, baby. Here we go. <laughs> uh, but Dom, Dom uh Bear Force One, as soon as you mentioned it, Elias Lindholm would be available. Um and then Dom says, "Look to Winnipeg
1: now." My,
0: my question though is, is when you look at Matt Kachuk, all right? Do you see Elias Lindholm esque type stuff? Do you see? And, and Dom's shooting down Matt Barzal, so okay, uh, we know that ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Um. Abby says, "Speaking of the Canucks, does Pedersen get ma- paid more than JT Miller?" So. JT Miller, I actually have it right here. JT Miller right now makes 8 million even. Elias Patterson has 7.35 AAV, but he's a restricted free agent at the end of the upcoming 23-24 season. His qualifying offer alone should put him over JT Miller. Yeah. So he doesn't right now, but he will. I would I would bet he's probably somewhere around what like
1: depending on what he does this season obviously but if i were to give him a deal right now maybe it's somewhere around like 9 to 10 barely sniffing 10
0: oh that's a thing though he could come out and have a year that puts him at 10 to 5. right if he comes
1: out and has a monster season he could definitely go over that
0: so but but looking and exploring um doms point look at look at winnipeg shifley does shifley pack that kind of punt i think he's so
1: fed up and has so much anger built up of his time spent in winnipeg that he would come to boston and be like oh my god a good hockey market that i want to
0: be in this right here though is what i keep hearing about him and i trust the words of dom here no to shifley he's a dickhead and has been since junior i've heard that too so and, who else and, every, and, and who else is in Winnipeg? Well, Blake Wheeler, Kyle, yeah, Kyle. The problem, is, the problem is, is they don't have centers. Pierre Luc Dubois, I guess. Yeah, but,
1: but he's, he's gonna going to go to Montreal.
0: say the guys. The guys ready to bounce every every half a second. Right. Yeah, Pld hard pass on Shifley. I don't trust Pld as as much as I trust Mark Shifley. I'm pretty sure he's.
1: Like been quoted as saying he wants to go to Montreal, anyways.
0: He wants to go to Montreal, but does Montreal want him? Maybe. I mean, if he's
1: willing to actually commit to the team, he's a great player. If he's willing to commit there,
0: and and but here's the thing, though. Look at what they have down the middle already. Nick Suzuki, right, right. number one. They they have Kirby Doc for a few more seasons. Devorak, um, and they just signed Cole Caulfield. Uh, he's a left wing. So, and they just, they just inked him to a massive new contract. Yeah. Um, let's see.
1: Great deal for Montreal, by the way.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Um, let's see. Who else do they have? I know they have someone else. Was it this kid, Owen Beck, that they're high on? That Slavkovsky.
1: Slavkovski's a winger, right?
0: Yep. Okay. Yep. They've got Caulfield, Slavkovski. Slavkovsky. Um, Suzuki, Gallagher, Anderson, Hoffman, Dvorak, Kirby Doc, Oh, Rem, Rem Pitlick. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, J- Jonathan Druin, but I think they can re-sign him. Um, yeah, hard pass on PL- PLD. We should try to get McDavid and give <laughs> up what?
1: You don't have enough to get McDavid.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, you don't have enough. No. It's not even a real thing anyways. Jack guy is one of my favorite team not on Boston. He'll be fun. Yep. He'll be fun to watch. Um, And Montreal is going to be dangerous too because they got three fourth-round picks. They've got two firsts because they've got Florida's. Yep. They've got um, – I, I mean, they've got draft capital. They've got cap space. Um, you know, it, they're going to be interesting. Oh yeah. I'm <laughs> being dumb as the rest of the armchair GM. <laughs> Dylan cousins or Sam Reinhardt. Um, uh, Dylan cousins with, with Buffalo. They're not going to get rid of him. I don't see them doing that. Not at all. No. Um, not with Especially... the fact that they've given him. No. And
1: within the division, no way.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think they're still trying to get over the, the lack of lube used in the Taylor hall deal.
1: <laughs> There's zero use, <laughs> um, but there, I mean, the way Buffalo is playing right now, uh, I, I don't see them dealing anybody. They're building something real. Uh,
0: are big. we talking potential centers to get? If so, we should try to get Lindholm home from Calgary. So it, it's kind of a yeah. twofold question. Um, let's see. Cousins is Buffalo's next captain. Uh, Interesting. No, of course we 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 respond. First time joining, of course we respond. So, awesome! Uh, Thank you. That's why I wanted to make sure that you were hopefully just kidding around with that. Uh, let's see. Golf uh, sure. says the problem with Lindholm from Calgary is listening to Jack Edwards try to keep the two Lindholms straight. <laughs> and and I will say, Mark has just titled the episode for us: Zero, Zero Given." <laughs> That's awesome. So, but no, it, it, like I said, it's kind of a two-fold <laughs> question. If you're going to go out and make a Matt Kachuk kind of trade. First of all, this team's biggest need is down the middle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Second of all, even if you find someone who might meet that echelon of what you bring in, first of all, they're going to be on the wing yep. more often than not. Second of all, there aren't, and there isn't really anybody out there that we've come across that's worth giving up what we can come up with. I mean, think about it. What, what would be the equivalent of your McKenzie we got right now? Maybe Brandon Carlo. Okay. So we're looking at Carlo and yep. what, who's your comp for Jonathan Huberto? Ex- pasta. <laughs> like, there's nobody else on the team that produces like that. So you're looking at Carlo and pasta to try to bring in blank. It can't be
1: Lindholm. That's way too much for Lindholm. But that's
0: my point. That, that's right. exactly
1: my point. Right, right.
0: If you're trying... And first of all, you're not dealing pasta. So now you're looking at someone lower down on that list. Yeah. What? D- Debrusque. DeBrusque, maybe? So now you're dealing DeBrusque and Carlo, which, whether you want to or not, is debatable. Yeah. But DeBrusque and Carlo for what and and that's where that's where i sit there and i pick up the phone if that's the package if that's the package i'd be calling seattle to talk about shane Wright. okay and and
1: i would want more back for sure yeah like a like a, a draft
0: pick or something well you would need you would need a draft pick and you would need something else to help balance out the money because they can't take on that much money, mm-hmm. um, it, at least with the fact that they have other holes to fill. So, I mean, I would try to get someone back maybe on an expiring defensive contract, someone like a Justin Schultz. You know what I mean? I, I, I Again, I'm not sure. Um, let's see. I'll give you a name. Dom says, buddy is with pasta and can play center. William Nylander. That would be interesting. I would be up for that. I would.
1: I that would actually. That would be crazy if if somehow you could pull that off. I'm I'm interested though, Dom. Like, what would you? What do you think the trade package would be for that? For a player like Nealander, because he he's on
0: a good contract too. Well, Nylander's on the last year of that contract. Right. Right. And it's seven mil. So he's bumping up but he's not bumping up until 24, 25 when you should have more room. And you know what? Toronto does need a goaltender. They do. Oh my and God. You have one. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you
1: imagine? That, that gives me
0: the, that gives you the tingles. Ah. <laughs> uh, they do need a goaltender. And you know what? Ah. Uh, I I can't I can't say that I wouldn't talk to them about a deal surrounding Nylander and Olmark. That, oh my God, Dom, you genius! <laughs> right there, Bear Force One says it too. Olmark for yep. Neilander. It can't be straight up. It can't be. And and Dom says starts with Carlo. Okay, I, I agree with that. I do I do agree with that. Carlo, but- Olmark, Nylander and a fifth. Miller to fourth, Carlo and Omar. Um, Carlo and our Omar is it's going to be too much money for them to take on. you got to take something mm. back. So uh-huh. you might be looking at – Problem is, is what are they willing to give you that's right. currently on their roster. Problem is, is – Let's see. Yes, Nylander played center in the NHL. Swinney won't deal a goaltender in the division. But what if it's for Nylander? <laughs> I don't know, Mark. I don't know if he would or wouldn't. I don't I know. Especially with... We, we we just had the injuries to Rask, and Omar just got hurt himself. And I'm not saying that they know they'd be trading damaged goods. But knowing that Rask was not what he thought he would be coming back, mm-hmm. if you can land Nylander... In, in terms of getting rid of a potentially injured goaltender who's not going to play to the same level that he did for you. No way. <laughs> like Also, Chris, to your point of them
1: having to send back somebody you know, to make the money work, Cali Yarncrock, 2.1 mil center. I think... Yeah, 2.1 oh, mil center winger. signed into... Is a winger. It says right here you play center. He probably yeah, can on play too. Uh, On uh, Spot Track.
0: Let's see. Uh, Abby says, Don't they have modified no trade clauses? Yes. Um, Yarn Crocs is 10 and Nylanders is 10. Um, I have, uh, Brandon Carlo has no trade protection. Yep. Oh, no. He has a. a no trade clause through 23-24 and 24-25. His 10-team kicks in. Uh, it, it kicks in going into uh, the, the following season, I believe. If I'm reading that right, I'm going to grab mm-hmm. the details here. That was his last contract. So 23-24 is when his no modified no-trade clause co- kicks in. Uh, for 23 and 24, it's 10 teams. Then it goes to eight, and then it goes to three. So now would be the time to, to move on from him. Yeah. Uh, there's no way Toronto trades Nylander in division and no way Boston trades All-Mark II division. They it just works. Things are going to get crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It works for both teams, and I know it's a crazy suggestion, but
0: and and here's the thing though you're also you're not dealing with Kyle Dubas anymore you're dealing with Brad for living exactly
1: who you just saw last year make an insane deal in the first place
0: exactly uh let's see the boys from only Bruin's pod said something interesting. can Frederick be a matt boldy light type player. <sighs> Minnesota is definitely another interesting one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because a guy like Matt Matt Boldy does come up. Um, I I don't think he's got quite that ceiling. Maybe again, we were joking Dollar Tree version. Um, but they they have some, um, you know, a guy like Hartman, final year of his deal, can play center. He yep. may become getting pushed out because of um, of Marco Rossi pushing his way up. Yep. Let's see. Gugu says, "Any thought on Lucic coming back as the 17th forward, playing minimal games?" Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think
1: so. It would be fun, but not smart.
0: It. it mm, I. I don't even know how fun it would be. Uh, <laughs> so you know, Lucic's return. Come on. What about Hallmark Grizz for Nylander plus a small ad? I wouldn't mind that. They, I wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah. Um, again, looking at Toronto, though, what else? I mean, I wouldn't be against Yarn Kroc. Yeah,
1: you know, I think Yarn Kroc would be the guy.
0: I, I think that would be a, a a good ad. I also wouldn't be against Jake McCabe.
1: Right. Yeah. I was going to mention him as well. I think he's at four mil for the next two seasons, yep. three seasons. Uh, two mil. two. He's, oh, two mil. Okay.
0: Two mil because I believe there was retained salary on that deal.
1: That's right. That's right. Yep. You're right. Even better. Uh,
0: Dom points out no trade clauses don't mean anything other than giving a player some control. They get waived all the time. I believe the last player to not waive was Matt Sundin in – I believe he means
1: 1983.
0: <laughs> in a, 1883. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on this. Aiden Hill winning Smythe to Vegas wins.
1: I can, can see win, it.
0: I think it's going to Stone. Could
1: go to Stone.
0: Could go to Marciazo too if he keeps it up. Marciazo Stone Petrangelo I think, could put his name in the mix. Aiden Hill's not not Jack out of the I, question. I I think there'd be a huge media push for Jack Eichel though. Probably. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, this off season is going to be a headache. Yeah. Only yeah. if you listen to the wrong people. <laughs> No, yeah. Uh, Carlson. William Carlson could be another one. True. Actually, Carlson wouldn't be a bad person to try to pull out of Vegas either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually going to go pull up his contract real quick and see. Because he's he's playing third line over there. If uh, I, I okay. might be wrong,
1: but I think it's around six or six and a half.
0: 5.9 for the next four seasons. Okay. Oh, That's okay. not bad at all. Okay. Okay, Dom meant 1883. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, here's a good question. Is Vegas keeping Hill? And if so, what is he making next season? I think the real question is what's he gonna make next season? And then let's pencil him into a lineup.
1: Yeah. They might keep him. They'll, they'll actually probably keep him, but I don't I don't know what his value would be, to be honest with you.
0: So right now they have only Logan Thompson signed for next season. He'll be 26 years old. He'll have next year and the year after. Uh, Robin Laner is on LTIR right now. I don't see that changing for next season. No. Nope. Um, and then you have Francois Hill and Jonathan Quick. I've actually heard Jonathan Quick to the Rangers to back up Shostakin as a potential. interesting,
1: interesting. And, uh,
0: Would be very interesting. I would be up for seeing that. Um, I don't know if that is how much validity that has to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would, I would, if I'm quick, I would sign up for that one. Oh
1: yeah. At a heartbeat. It's a good spot for him to be in.
0: Let's see. Uh, Let's remember Kessel can win a third cup. Yeah. And, and you know what? Good for him. Yep. He hasn't done anything wrong. Uh let's see. My thoughts on Sway signs a bridge deal, knowing the capital jump. Bergeron on back for minimum. Krejci comes back as deadline acquisition. Uh I I don't know. I don't know about the the Krejci part and, and I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure what that bridge deal is gonna look like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think you're gonna get a one year bridge deal out of Swayman.
1: I think it'll be two if it's a bridge.
0: At minimum two. Yeah. Uh, same with quick. Yep. Quick would be getting his third cup. Nope. Kessel hasn't played, but he would still get a ring. Um, apparently we're, we're missing a good game right now, but mm. you know what? I'm, I'm more intrigued as to, to who the, who Boston could try and make a swing for Yeah. right now. Um, and it, and it's interesting too, because Car, uh, Carlson has a 10 team, no trade list too. But he signed 5.9 through, let's see, age 34. Oh, and yes, Dom. Welcome back to Mike Babcock. Yeah, interesting. A Columbus of all teams. I know. Johnny Gajo has to be so angry. (laughs) How thrilled do you think Patrick Line is going to be? Oh, my
1: God. I, I don't understand. Like, why Mike Babcock? Why? It makes no sense.
0: I I don't know, but you know what? When they when the odds come out, shh, as weird as it is, look at Columbus seriously for a long shot next year, hmm. because if they can stay healthy, they they need they need to stay healthy. But they'll get Lorensky back. You know, Merzlikens is a solid goaltender. Tarasov is good. Um, then you've got the front. Goodrow, A, Roslovich, Jenner, Corrali, Tessier, or uh, wow, te- uh, te- I'm gonna butcher that one every. <laughs> uh, Kent John, Kent Johnson, Kareem Marchenko, Cole Sillinger, like, and they're and they, they have a top three pick. They do have. They do have a good team. They do and have a good team, and with,
1: you're right. They just have to like, stay healthy.
0: With a top three pick, I mean given what they have and their current cap space of 16.8, they they could swing a deal that really blows things up across the league. Yeah, they could. They could take on someone's contract. They, they, they could take on anybody's contract right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, let's see. What's a – I mean, there's a lot of teams that need to shed cap but not very many uh actually you know what St Louis they could look at, at dealing away some of their cap and um you know what I would I would look at it if I'm them yeah let's see Created you out of the game for that long I cannot believe he'd be that uh, that productive Mar so just scored again
1: yeah of course he did.
0: Two years, put Swamin' into UFA. Don't think the Bruins would want to go there. I agree. Mm. I think it would be a minimum of two years, but I think it would be pushed to three or four. Uh, I think he would sit there and go, I don't want to sign for less than two, because he, he would not want to be able to hit unrestricted free agency. Uh, Nick Schmaltz from Arizona would be worth looking into. He can play center or right wing. Don't know how steep that cost would be. I think it's going to be more than people want to pay. I mean, think about it. This team has two first-round picks, four third-round picks. They don't need draft picks. They got four seconds next year in twenty-four and in twenty-five. Like this team, if they were gonna deal to gain certain pieces, they've had plenty of opportunity. Uh, let's see. Aho reminds me of Mark Savard. If Vegas sweeps Florida, I may never watch hockey again. <laughs> I think that's a little extreme, but anyway, uh, we'll, we'll have some more names for next week. Uh, there, there's definitely some stuff that, you know, we'll, we'll try to throw out there. Um, let's see. Dom says CBJ won't be dealing with Boston anytime soon after they thought Sweeney screwed them. I agree. I don't think yep. Boston is a target that they'll be looking at. Um, yep. I, I do think they're, they're going to, they're probably going to be on a no trade list for the team. Um, based on how, how they feel, Boston did them dirty. Um, but you know what? I, I do think that uh, Yarmo has to get over that because until the deal's submitted, there is no deal. Right. And, and we saw the same thing, t- same type of thing happen, supposedly, between LA and Arizona. Now, if LA and Arizona pulled off that deal, I think LA's in a way better position because they have Vemelka and they have Chikrin. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we, we can start to wrap this up here because the game is on. Um, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll come back next week with a few more options. Um, you know, some, some potential trade options there again, realistic ones, if you will. I mean, I do think, Smalls is someone that, you know, if you really get into the nitty gritties, you could probably make work with a Carlo DeBrus, Carlo Plus kind of deal. The question is, is would Arizona and why, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Have
0: uh, <laughs> Any final thoughts though, Mike?
1: Uh, we workshopped a lot of trade options, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, it was a good, good little off season show. We'll preview into what could happen in, you know, the coming weeks up leading up to the draft and at the draft itself. Um, but I mean, my only thought is that I'm about to go watch this game right now and, and get back into watching some hockey. So
0: I, I think next week we should play a, a bit of a game called, would you do this deal?
1: Yes. That sounds fun.
0: <laughs> so we'll have to come up with some, some options, some big fish options, get get big name guys and uh some some lower end ones maybe try to replenish the draft pool and we'll just be a a big game of would you do this deal next week
1: we we should each come up with like five separate deals and then we'll just rattle
0: them off oh yeah if if not five we probably got more but yeah oh uh, yeah (laughs) also for all the listeners out there we want you to bring yours to the table yeah because we'll come we'll come up with them the thing is is Mike and I do this because we could do this all day. Correct. We want to know what deals you guys can think of that might work. And I also like the idea of asking where you came up with the deal. Why do you think it would work? Not okay. just because my PlayStation told me that it would. So it's a little I, bit of homework for you guys. I didn't have to force it through on the PlayStation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a little know? bit of homework. A little bit the of bar homework. The was green, is it? yeah the value the value bar was higher than the other
0: (laughs) so so it'll take a little bit of work but i i think we can have some fun with it uh as as mark said thanks to, to everyone who jumped out tonight to to join hopefully we will get some guests on in the next couple weeks as well some potential big news coming up um i know mike you have uh some big news here for for bng followers as well you uh you you have another show coming out you're already doing two now you're doing a third i know yeah me
1: and uh me and chris davis uh we're both hosting this new hockey podcast on the bng network called uh drop the mitts we should be recording the first episode this coming week um me and chris are still trying to work that out either thursday or friday night we'll record and then should drop the following day so i'm excited to get into that i'm excited to bring that to you guys um and if you don't know Chris, um, you can look him up right now on Twitter. Give him a
0: follow. Um, let's see here. His Twitter is Shaz Diet says I'm ready to put my G- GM hat on. Let's <laughs> I'm uh, for it.
1: Chris's Twitter is Chris J Davis 11. So, saw him a follow up on Twitter, and um, yeah, that'll be a new weekly show on the BNG network, and I'm super
0: excited about it. And uh, like I said, a couple other new things that may be uh, coming our, your way from the BNG Productions. So give them a follow. And, of course, as I mentioned, our partners over at FanDuel.com. Can't thank them enough for everything they help us be able to bring to you guys. So uh, for us here, uh, I think that's it for tonight. I know normally we go about another 15, 20 minutes, but we got some hockey to watch. Final thought?
1: Yeah, just one more thing. So, I just want to plug this real quick. So, if you're, if you're, you know, missing hockey a little bit, I, uh, my co host for the Something's Brewing podcast, um, also on the BNG network, uh, we're on all listening platforms at Something's Brewing. Uh, we play EASHL on Thursday nights and we get everybody together. It's a live stream. Uh, you get in the comments, we'll talk hockey, kind of similar to what we're doing now. Um, but we got live, you know, NHL twenty three hockey on TV that everybody can come watch as well. So that's always a good time.
0: It's hockey, but it's not right. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Fantasy. Eh, there we. Yeah, right. Now bring those fantasy trades too. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, thanks everybody for jumping in the in the comments here, and um, we appreciate it. Looking forward to next week. Uh, so much fun on the E-C- EASHL um hopefully i'll be able to join you guys then like i said couple hopefully some new things dropping from bng in in the next couple weeks as well so keep your eyes out for all that and uh we'll see everybody again next week seven o'clock on monday peace go bees go bees <laughs>